Live live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. What even is that coming up here in the first hour? Rick Amorati's got sports odds makers tonight as well. Take a look at the college basketball weekend. Emirati was once again in the winner's circle last <laughs> night. Love it. Iowa wow. Hawkeyes getting the job done pretty easily, as a yeah. matter of fact. Handily. Up 20 at one point. You don't point. mean the corn huskers? Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> I was thinking of the lotion, corn huskers lotion. So okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so the Durham investigation will continue as Slick Rick oh, is, I gosh. believe, 5-1 and one is last six. <laughs> so something's up. By the time he gets to it, I'll be out of town. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> uh, live from Studio 6B uh, on Real America's Voice and, of course, all, all up and down the East Coast on the John Fredericks Radio Network. Welcome in. Night two there. Um, glad you're in as well. Lots to do. And there's a lot of places I could start tonight. But uh, I saw an interesting uh, article in The American Mind. And we've been talking a lot about President Trump this week. His CPAC speech was fantastic. Um, the difference, obviously, between his leadership and what we're seeing from this administration, what we saw in the State of the Union this week, total disaster. What we've seen so far in this Ukraine-Russia invasion of Ukraine, total disaster. He won't do what's needed to do. The, Amer- the U.S. is not leading on any front that I can tell. Uh, the propaganda coming out of the press briefing room with Saki on why, why we can't uh, open up American energy is a disaster. They don't have the will to do it because the ideology comes first. And I saw this article in the American Mind about Trump, and it's entitled Trump's Virtues. Now more than ever, it says we are still in need of the qualities of great leadership. So I wanted to open with this because I think it's no more, no more apparent that this is true than the, than the time in the world that we are living through and living in with Joe Biden as the president of the United States right now. And now I hear they're thinking about sending Kamala Harris. I mean, you just laugh when you hear the word sending Kamala Harris. Unless it's sending her back to California for good, I don't want to hear the rest of the sentence. They're going to send her to Poland. To do what? She's supposed to take care of the border. How that, how's that going? She's, they're going to send her, what, she's the secret weapon? Paul reminds me of the, um, what was that quote she said? Oh, that every soldier would prefer to carry around a rolled up solar panel so they don't have to carry 20 pounds of batteries. Hey, hey, darling, did you notice that they, you, know, uh, you need to charge a battery with those uh, solar panels? <laughs> they oh, think so. they're going to run this country and this military on uh, green, the Green New Deal. It's just some. Um, well, if they have magical unicorns to ride, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. So this article is, uh, says many leading Republicans and conservatives want someone other than Donald Trump to run for president in 2024. But this judgment requires an assessment of Trump's vices and virtues in the context of our current political and cultural circumstances, as well as an assessment of other prospective Republican presidential candidates. Among the talked-about alternatives to Trump, I have not yet seen anyone who possesses either his virtues or, by the way, his backbone, which might be more important. I'm not suggesting that everyone make way for Trump, rather that it is too early, though, to throw him overboard. I regularly ask Republican politicians what they think of Donald Trump. The most frequent response is some version of, I like his policies, but I don't like the rest of them. 
But this formulation gets it almost backwards. Although Trump advanced many important policies, it is the rest of him, quote unquote, that contains the virtues that inspired a movement. Trump was born for the current American crisis, the life and death struggle against totalitarian enemy I call woke communism. The woke comms have seized every political, cultural, and economic center of power in the country from where they ruthlessly push their agenda. That agenda rests on the conviction that America is thoroughly bad, systemically racist, and must be destroyed. If there is one thing that patriotic Americans know about Trump, is that he, like them, is unequivocally pro-American and willing to fight to defend the American way of life. When Colin Kaepernick and his ilk knelt before the American flag, Trump called them sons of you-know-whats. As always, he was forceful, authentic, and unmistakably clear. Trump stood up for America every time he violated the strictures of political correctness. Trump has said over and over exactly what political correctness prohibits one from saying. We have our culture, it's exceptional, and that's the way that we're going to keep it. Trump's contempt for political correctness showed patriotic Americans that its ever-tightening grip could be loosened. As Trump and his supporters know, political correctness cripples our ability to think clearly and act decisively. Trump said Haiti is an s-hole, and that Representative Maxine Waters has a low IQ. These were not racist lies, but uncouth, politically incorrect observations that most people agree with but dare not say. Most of us, conservatives no less than liberals, are reluctant to criticize black Americans for fear of being called a racist. Trump, on the other hand, is an equal opportunity criticizer. This is what we used to call colorblindness. Trump treated the woke media with the same contempt he treated political correctness, provoking their outrage and revealing their utter corruption. Trump made no apologies for America's past. His unlimited confidence in America is, in this time of national doubt and self-loathing, just what the doctor ordered. Trump thinks America can vanquish all corners if we just put our mind to it, and he is right. Trump is a man of action, guided by facts and common sense. He has no use for theories. He knows that slavish devotion to a theory can lead to nonsensical beliefs. For instance, that children should be able to undergo gender confirmation, that police forces should be defunded, or that biological boys should be able to compete against girls in athletics. Trump knows it's time to make, take a stand. And for that, we need strong men. Weak men do anything to avoid admitting the hardest truths because they lack the resolve to do what truth demands from them. Trump is a manly man. In present times when manhood is being stripped of its masculinity, traditional manhood, even when flawed, has much appeal. Trump is also comfortable in his own skin, a prerequisite for independence and courage. Trump ripped apart people he thought were weak. Sometimes he went overboard, but his supporters forgave his excesses because strength is in such short supply. Hmm. Trump plays to win, and he knows that in a war reaching across the aisle is usually a sucker's game. A large part of President Trump's appeal was that he was a bona fide outsider who distrusted the expert class, which compromises so much of the D.C. swamp. 
Although his own administration sometimes made it difficult for him to get everything he promised, his supporters knew he was on their side and was trying his damnedest not to let them down. Culturally, Trump, fueled by Big Macs, understands, as does the outsourced American worker, that a cheap smartphone is not a replacement for a meaningful job and the life that it supports. Trump also understands that what Americans of all races and creeds desire are stable communities and the opportunity to raise their kids and their families in a culture that values self-reliance, patriotism, and freedom. Trump revealed, not caused, the divide in this country. He awakened the public to the dangers of woke communism and, as good leaders do, gave his supporters the breathing room to voice their discontent. This may have been his most important achievement, made possible by qualities independent of policy. You cannot win a war unless you know you are in one. The enumeration of Trump's virtues does not fully capture his uncommon courage and firmness of purpose. Trump is the most towering political figure in living memory. He has, like it or not, defined the politics of our age. In 2016 and 2020, he was the political leader most fit for warlike circumstances. Yes, he has vices. Even so, we should pause before we move on to someone else. If Republicans do choose another candidate, they must do so in full confidence that he will embody Trump's virtues. If not Trump himself, his positive qualities must be the standard by which we judge other candidates. That from Thomas Klingstenstein, I believe is how you pronounce it, in the American mind today. Man, is that good. Yeah, it's right on. Is that right on or is that right on? on? It's right on. Right on. It's right on. I mean, the guy, we, look, we know Trump was about as uh, tactful as a hammer. But that's what we need. You know, I don't, I don't need people mincing words in my life. How many times have you dealt with somebody who's always mincing words and yep. playing games and gaslighting? That's what we get from everywhere. It was, such a, it was so refreshing to have a guy up at the podium spitball and talking. And, yes, he left himself wide open to tiny little clips. And he was in you know, a video editor's dream. But at the end of the day, when you looked at everything in full context, you know. That's a good way to I never heard that. That's a good way to put it, you Paul. Know, he really, he, He's a video editor's dream. There's <laughs> always some sound bite that you can take from him and, and hit him over the head with it. But he didn't care. You know, his, his thick skin and his masculinity, as you put it, just made him so endearing to so many people. And that's why women loved him. People out there are like, oh, I want this really sensitive man who brings me flowers <laughs> and tells me nice things. And they're like bullcrap. Right. Women want a man. Right. End of the day. Yeah. That's but, something you might read in like Dear Abby. Yeah. You right. know, that garbage. Um, no, they don't want that. And, and that's part of the article that, that really got my attention was he acknowledging, you know, being a man's man, you know, get, getting out there, saying what you feel, uh, you know, over the top. Who cares? This is who I am. I own it. That's me. And, and like, like it or not, take it or leave it. And, you know, unfortunately, we, we've been bludgeoned to death by these, these, these milquetoast uh, politicians who claim to be men. Uh, they wear ties and everything. They have the short haircuts, but we're not really sure because look at what they do to us. Look at what they succumb this country to. Uh, 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 the latest example, Lindsey Graham. Oh, my goodness. 
He's just a disaster. And, and then, you know, you look at some place like South Texas. I see this article here where Trump is, is surging in South Texas with Hispanic women. Because, like Paul said, yeah, you know what? It, maybe it's a little uncomfortable to say because they want us to change our culture. But sometimes women do like strong men. They don't like weak, limp-wristed men where you shake their hand and it goes like this. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, women want somebody who's going to be able to stand up and protect and provide. Look, I mean, we're all human. And, with, you know, and when we desensitize and we diminish the feminine, how beautiful and important it is, and, and then diminish the masculine and the balance that comes with it, mm-hmm. you know, together it's divine and together it's human. And, you know, we have our differences. And, you know, the studies have proven it. Like, you know, you, you see women care about people, Men care about things. We're just different, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with us being different. It's the simple yin and yang of the world that we've all seen forever, and that balance is what keeps us in harmony, and they're trying to strip that balance. Mm. Very good. Good discussion. Great article. I'll link it on all our social media, at LFS6B. True Social, Getter, for now, Twitter, although I'm thinking about taking the show off of Twitter. Yeah, Going just True Social and Getter. You should just leave the plug up there. At yeah, LFS6B, though. It'll be on there. <clears throat> Friday night, just getting started on Real America's Voice. Of course, the John Fredericks Radio Network all up and down the East Coast. Glad to have you in on a Friday night. Lots to do. Odds makers coming up. What even is that coming up? We're back right after this. Seventeen past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Friday night, wrapping up a great week. What a great week it's been, man! Ed Henry, John Fredericks, this has been a great week. Going launching on the John Fredericks Radio Network, all up and down the East Coast. Our friends in Philadelphia, welcome on in on a Friday night. New Jersey, welcome on in. Good to have you in with us, live from Studio Six B. Paul's going to do some news. We'll do our odds makers coming up. Pick some games against the spread. In basketball, Slick Rick is on a uh, quite the run right now. <laughs> Five and one is last six. I'm down as we keep track of um, what am I down? Off. Six grand now? Six big ones. All right. So uh, this is not going to last. There's just no way it's going to last. <laughs> this is not going to last. <laughs> so the John Durham like investigation into how he pulled this off is underway. Ah, it's a bunch and I'll of continue. Bull. Excuse me, I'm talking now. <laughs> I'll uh, continue to. <laughs> I'll continue to update on all the evidence that I gather. You were saying now what? Well, anyway, I said it's a bunch of bull, as in bull Durham. But Com- <laughs> okay. Compton Ten made a geet last night saying, "Notice Paul was back." So they think Paul's giving me yeah. the information. But no, I'm telling you, I'm not to do it. Rick mm-hmm. is the guru. I'm down I'm with him. him. I'm now. down with whoever that guy is. Whoever said that, he's onto something. He's my first witness. All right, it's time now. This investigation <laughs> will be over sometime in 2031. For one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado with what even is that? All right, Damon. Well, you know, considering what you guys are talking about, this might fall right into that uh, in, oh, into that circumstance. Cheating? Well, talking about, you know, finding out what people are up to. You know, we hear a lot about, you know, the talk about social credit systems, a social credit score that they have in China, and even the dreaded surveillance state. Mm. Yes, we've talked about it a lot on this show. We hear it bandied about elsewhere, but for most people... 
they hear something like that and they think, nah, that'll never happen. Or probably much like myself, even just a few years ago, it's impossible. I mean, really, what even is that? How could they possibly monitor every single thing that everyone does or says? Yeah. It's simply, it's it's too big a job, and, and so therefore must be impossible. Sure. Bzz, wrong! Try again, dumbass! All right. Well, <laughs> well, that's because thanks to the innovating minds at our fine three-letter agencies, huh. their surveillance state is very much real. Alive! It's alive! <laughs> it's alive! <laughs> very much so, and you should be very afraid. Now, yeah. before there was a Julian Assange or an Edward Snowden, there was a guy who ran the U.S. government's military occupation of the Philippines. We're talking back in, in the late 1890s. His name was Colonel Ralph Van Diemen. Yes, okay. that's really his real name. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he would then go on to earn the title of the father of the U.S. military intelligence after he developed a state-of-the-art surveillance apparatus to squash dissent by those who resisted the U.S.'s efforts. Uh, he re- returned home, of course, to the U.S., working tirelessly to establish a similar surveillance structure here at home. And in May of 1917, that far back, the military intelligence section was formed by... And you guessed it, and led by Colonel Ralph Van Diemen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's his real name. <laughs> that eventually gave birth, of course, to the NSA in the 50s. And, of course, as we know, their data collection is second to none. <laughs> Still don't think this stuff is real? That's, that's okay. You're not supposed to. They don't want <laughs> us to know. <laughs> But don't you think it's a little (laughs) odd we went from a position of, say, oh, don't talk to strangers to now actually buying the stranger, inviting it into our house to know exactly. (laughs) Alexa? Stranger? Yes, Alexa. (laughs) uh, To know exactly what we want, what we like, and what we need. Or what about phones that were intended for us to hear our friend on the other end or our family member are now being turned into speakers broadcasting our private conversations to be transcribed (laughs) and used against us as currency in the future? Or how about a TV that watches you while you watch it? (laughs) It's true, David. Oh, man, not Paul's involved with these two besides sports. (laughs) How about social media platforms that curb free speech? Uh Yeah. Or the government wanting a phone company to read your text messages to see if they approve of your thoughts and words, <laughs> because if they don't, yeah. well, then you get canceled. Okay. And the government's, and at the government's behest, they'll keep track of it all. As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. It seems that you've been living... Two lives. Yes, you've compiled a dossier and a few of your life, and we'll have it all up there being incarcerated in your own country under the guise of protection. Forget about real crime. It's Minority Report meets Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. It, it's about if you've committed a thought crime and how you will be prosecuted for it. Smoking is not good for you, and it's been deemed that anything not good for you is bad, hence illegal. Alcohol, caffeine, contact sports, meat. Are you 
John Sparky, you are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality. Code. Yes, the verbal morality code. So you see you got proof. Well, a little something happened to somebody named Phil Mickelson. You hear about him the other day? Lefty! And actually, uh, to, to all of us, when you stop and think about it, we found out just how real the surveillance state is in this country. Uh, now, I'm no big fan of golf. I'm not a big fan of Phil Mickelson. I don't care that they call him, as Damon just said, lefty. Come on. Who cares Come if the guy's left-handed? Phil? What? I mean, that just means he needed those weird scissors in elementary school when he needed to cut up some construction paper to make his hand-drawn turkey oh, in class man. for Thanksgiving. There we go. Obviously not that kid because he used the wrong scissors. But back to Phil. Um, <laughs> what, we should, what we should care about is what happened to him after he claimed he was uh, caught with an off-the-record comment that was revealed. Mm-hmm. He said when talking about potentially working with the Saudis on an alternate golf league to the rival PGA – that according to the author who ratted them out, they're scared. They're scary mother effers. They get involved with. Uh, we know that they killed Khashoggi and they have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because it's a chance of a lifetime for the opportunity to reshape how the PGA operates. And you can imagine the fallout has been tremendous. <laughs> yes. He lost sponsors, been trashed by fellow golfers, and he's been shamed out of his profession. That was not Phil throwing clubs. <laughs> no. It's just, but it's just another example of how when it comes to the surveillance state protection, it's really just meant to protect them from us. Oh. Damon, back to you. Oh, all right. Rick Delgado, wow, what do you Great job. Is that? that was funny and informative and, and right on the money. And, and I want to know... say, Paul's so excited about that. What even is that? He doesn't even know what to do. <laughs> what are you kidding me? That's oh my a mic gosh. drop right When there. did you finish writing that for him? Last that, night? <laughs> right. Oh, right. Uh, uh, my crayon. Yeah, my, my 64 piece Crayola crayon set is kind of whittled down, so I didn't have to, mm. I didn't write that for him. That's how you know. Um, so, Rick, be what, careful. What, why in God's yeah. name was Mickelson canceled for talking about Saudi Arabia and how absolutely abhorrent they behave towards gays and well, was and, he can- who says he's canceled? Well, canceled. he's been dropped by basically all of his uh, sponsors. sponsors. They put a pause. I mean, what oh, are, he's stepping really? away. Yeah. Did KPMG dump him too? They they, they actually said they, they're pausing their relationship at this time. Wait, wait a sec, but wouldn't that be good to stand up for human rights because the Saudis are brutal. When it comes to humor, oh, that's right. They have that sweet, juicy crude. That's right. We uh, oh, can't yeah. criticize them. Well, it was more. It was more his. his as you saw from his, his uh, quote there, to reshape how the PGA tour operates. He wanted to put pressure on them. Yeah. To be more, you know, sh- share more of the money. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's and. But we're not disagreeing with what Phil said, right? No. I don't think so. I think it's the fact that he wanted to challenge the PGA. And that's a monstrous organization. They are woke and they are ESG bound. They are completely connected to every international bank. This is a, that's a monstrosity to go after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because Mickelson is right on, right on the money there. We know they killed Khashoggi and they have a horrible record on human rights. I mean, that's, you can't really be, you can't really dispute that. Yeah. But to throw in with them, to take on the PGA, they're just twisting it and Uh, using it against them. Of course. Of course. And all the partnered sponsors. Listen, it's all money, man. It's all about money. It's Wasn't, all the I think Greg Norman was a big part of trying to get this done, yeah. too, I believe. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And everything he touches seems to work out, so I'd love to see them challenge the PGA. All right, very good. Good. What even is that? Thank you. Here on a Friday night. 
Live from Studio 6B, more to do. Sports and news coming up. Odds makers in the uh, for the top of the hour. Before we turn it over to Dan Bongino on radio across the country. Live from Studio 6B, we're back right after this. the hour live from studio 6b on a friday night glad you're in lots to do wearing my uh dutton ranch shirt here tonight for people on tv man i just love that show i am into it that's a show? yellowstone yeah yellowstone oh, yes yeah, the terrific. dutton ranch this is the this is the symbol this is oh, fun okay uh, it, it's just weird to hear you talk about something currently on tv yeah, I don't get much time to watch current exactly. TV, but you know, this is, when I do, this is the only thing I watch. It's great. The show's oh, man. great. Right? You know what I love about it is hundreds of murders in this sleepy little town and no one's investigated. It's just great. <laughs> Come on, Beth, du- Beth Dutton oh, is my kind of girl. Let me tell you something. That I sounds would, like I, Washington, D.C. I would love to be finished off on a three-day weekend with Beth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go out. Oh, man, um, she will whip your ass all over the place. Do you know it's another great show that just dropped its final season? Peaky Blinders. If you haven't seen it, I've keep the subtitles that. on. Terrific. Is, is, okay. that the, uh, is that the UK show? Yeah, it's uh, okay. like... 20s mob, you know, turn of the century mob. Right. Uh, great also, stuff. Also, Ozark, also on its final season. Amazing. Feel like Breaking Bad. Yeah, is that the one where uh, Justin Timberlake plays the lead girl? She's the, a great actress. You cannot amazing. hate on her. She's amazing. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> without a doubt. Jeez. Her hair does look like it, ramen so I guess noodles, I don't but... get the joke. Off to Ozark. Yes. Okay. All right, this segment brought to you by Entertainment Tonight. So let's do some sports here. And here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Amirati, at Slick Rick Sports on social media. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, you know our get followers are absolutely exceptional. And I got a great geet last night after the show. Uh, one of my followers was in Natchez, Mississippi. Hopefully I got that Nat- right. Natchez. Natchez, beautiful Natchez, Mississippi. And they actually took a picture. They said, in honor of you, we went to lunch at a cafe called Slick Rick's. Gee, show it. We got the picture right here, and uh, Slick Rick's Cafe. Look at that little curbside uh, table seat. Look at that, seating. Slick and, Rick's uh, Cafe. Wow. How do you like that? Wait, Unbelievable. Did you, you didn't tell us you had this place. I didn't even know I had it. You know, uh-huh. you, you, after a while, Umbrella, it's hard to keep up. Big you know, Slick Rick's Cafe. Look at that. And one of the geeks, Grandall, is calling for maybe a personal appearances in order, perhaps an LFS-6B remote. So if we're ever down in that Mississippi area, D, when we get on the road, wow. we may have to stop off at Slick Rick's and do a little uh, Harry on the roadway there. Yeah, we'll send <laughs> Harry first to make sure it's safe. Yeah, we'll send Harry first. And then uh, that may not be a bad idea. That is adorable. Thank you for that. Uh, Bayou KB sent that to me. Uh, and uh, all right, let's get a little rodeo going on, Big D. We got the Matagorda County Fair and Livestock Exposition going on from March 3rd through the 5th at Bay City, Texas. This bareback riding leader, Waylon Bourgeois, 86 points on Ladies Man. Oh, I like that one. Steer wrestling leaders, we got Daryl Joe Elliott, 6.7 seconds. Team roping, Reno Stobner and Seth Jones, 5.2 
two seconds. Saddle Bronc riding Dave, Danny Cassidy, not David Cassidy, Danny Cassidy, 76 points on Rick's favorite, Baywatch. And uh, tie-down <laughs> roping, Clint Singleton, 10.4 seconds. It's a rough score. Barrel riding, uh, barrel racing, Sissy Wynn. She's good, Sissy Wynn. I've seen her on the circuit. 14.28 seconds. That's a good score. Bull riding leaders, Maverick Potter, 78 points on Mr. Mojo Rising. Total payout on this rodeo, $45,000. A little breaking news earlier today. NFL, I know we're kind of out of season, but I like to stay on top of things. And uh, my Dallas Cowboys are going to possibly release wide receiver Amari Cooper. This is looking pretty likely on ESPN. The Dallas Cowboys are likely to release wide receiver Amari Cooper by the start of the new league year. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Cooper is due 20. Million in fully guaranteed money on the fifth day of the new league year, which is March 20th. The league's going to start heating up later this month. And the Cowboys designed Cooper's $100 million contract in a way in which he could get out of the de- they could get out of the deal uh, for a relative pittance after two seasons. If they cut Cooper, he would count $6 million against the cap, not $22 million. So they may be moving on. They have a couple of young receivers and uh, maybe looking to keep Michael Gallup. So we will keep an eye on that, Big D. But uh, crazy stuff. You like that move? I do. 16 million? You do? I do. I do. I really do. There's a lot of talent. They just had seven guys at the combine run a 4440, which is incredible. You got Burners out there. Amari's not a real, he's a great route runner, one of the best in the league, but not super quick. And his passion, I don't know, you know, he just seems so plaze. I want guys with passion. Michael Irvin, fired up. Even CeeDee Lamb, all, you know, wild. Amari just kind of goes through the motions. And you know what? That's not what we need. We need fire on that. Well, you, you, are the, uh, you are the definitive voice on your team, so that's why I want to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and uh, the Klitschko brothers have message for Russia uh, and uh, Vladimir Putin. We are not going to surrender. Um, Vitaly Klitschko said only uh, about half of Kiev's population remains. A lot of left, obviously. But uh, Daniel Canova of Fox News, Vitaly Klitschko, the Kiev mayor and former heavyweight boxing champ, and he was a damn great fighter, told Reuters yesterday that Ukrainians will continue to defend their homeland uh, from Russia, Vladimir Putin, president, and uh, the invaders. Klitschko was joined by brother Vladimir during a Skype interview with the outlet. Thousands already, tens of thousands are killed in the war against Ukraine, and this number will unfortunately only grow. Vitaly Klitschko said while speaking from a shelter he is working from in Kiev, we are not going to surrender. We are nowhere to retreat. Uh, this is obviously being quoted by uh, Klitschko. Klitschko said only about half of Kiev's population remains in authorities' help. Many orphans leave Poland and Germany. The situation is tense. People are worried, Klitschko said. The city needs peace and peaceful skies. Kiev residents have been in their basements nonstop for work now because of air raid alarm going off all the time. So the Klitschko brothers hanging in there. Like I said, they were both warriors in the boxing world. And apparently they're warriors for their homeland, Big D. And you know what? I'm inspired by these guys. You know, regardless of politics and what have you, I, you know, you don't know what it's like to be in a war unless you've been there. I've never been, thankfully. But I got to tell you. They're patriots for their own country, let me tell you. I was driving home last night, and I had on Sirius Satellite Radio, and I had Fox News on, and Laura had an interview with a woman who was there, and it was one of the most heart-wrenching interviews I've ever heard. I saw it. Did you see it? I did. She's yeah. holding the baby. I didn't yeah. see it. I was only on audio, but she's holding her baby, and she's... And, and Laura says, well, our prayers are with you. She says, yeah, well, thank you, but quite frankly, the prayers are not enough. Give me a weapon, and I'll hold the baby and the weapon. 
while I, while I take out the enemy. Wow. <sighs> I mean, it was, um, it was, woo, it was just bone chilling. It was incredible to listen woman. to her. Again, I couldn't even see her. Maybe that's why it was, maybe that's why I had a little more um, kind of hit because it was just, we listened to it, listening to the sound in the background and just the kids crying and she's talking about, I don't need your prayers, although it's appreciated. I need a no-fly zone, and I need some weapons. Now, obviously, the no-fly zone is not going to happen, and people keep calling for it, including congressmen here, which is just beyond my ability to comprehend. They want to put us into World War III. Lindsey Graham, <laughs> like, like Rick Ugh. referenced before, I got an interesting clip from 2016. I'll show you about him. But uh, just correct. But it was, anyways, the point was it was just heartbreaking to listen to, so. All right, anything else in sports, Rick? That's a big deal. I'm looking forward to Oddsmakers. Uh, All right, we'll do the Oddsmakers in the next segment. Uh, let's do some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. News is brought to you by, by the way, sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. I mean, this, the deals on our page are up to 60% off some of these things. It's just, just incredible. Good stuff. <laughs> yep. Just got my new ones. So once that wasn't enough, got two. I'm going to wow. have three. They are the best breathable. They're unbelievable. Yeah. They wash beautifully, too. I, I, I washed mine actually last weekend. Exceptional. I got the purple. I bought two packages, Big D, about six months ago. Here's <laughs> a backup. I never even opened up the second one. That's how great they wear. They wash. I, Paul, you're right. They're breathable. Best sheet. I'm telling you, the best sheets I've ever had. I on these Egyptian things, Bolin Branch, they were a fortune. Right. And I thought they were nice at the time, but my, my bed got hot. Like, and I didn't understand. It's a brand new mattress. I love my mattress, but it got warm. I put the Giza sheets on it. Unbelievable. I cannot get over. I, I can't believe I'm pitching sheets. I know. I know I'm old. I'm telling you. Yeah. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B, our code. If you use LFS6B at checkout, up to, I mean, it varies from product to product, but I mean, the sheets, I think, are 40% off. This, uh, the I'm Actually, they might be 60% off this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, just go check it out, and you'll see it, whatever it is. LFS6, I also ordered the slippers, uh, D. I'll let you know how they do. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Let's do the news of Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? So I, uh, I put this story on my uh, my getter earlier today. It's P-O-P-P-A-N-O-L-A-N at Getter. Um, Russia claims Pentagon biological war labs developing pathogens in Ukraine. This is written by John Hayward of Breitbart. Russian Foreign Ministry Sergei Lavrov said on Thursday that Russia will continue its military operation in Ukraine even if a peace deal is made until the process of demilitarization and denazification is completed in Moscow's satisfaction. Um, Ukraine uh, must be stripped of weapons of mass destruction, including chemical and biological weapons he accused the United States of developing on Ukrainian soil. His exact words were, this is a quote, demilitarization in the sense of destroying military infrastructure that threatens us will be brought to an end even if we sign a peace agreement. It will be necessary to have such a clause. Um, he went on, he kind of rambled on and on. He, he said something to the effect of the U.S. supposedly is using Ukraine in a bid to conquer Europe, similar to those of Napoleon and Hitler. He claimed Russia was invading Ukraine with murderous force to liberate Ukrainians from America and European Union domination so they could chart their own destiny. Um, Lavrov insisted that Russia is acting with care and responsibility according to strict protocols regarding nuclear weapons, while erratic Ukrainian, NATO, and American officials make irresponsible nuclear threats. And here's his quote. It is in the minds of Western politicians that they keep returning to nuclear war. 
Um, it is not in our minds. We will not allow any provo- uh, provocations to take us out of equilibrium. We have data that the Pentagon is preoccupied with chemical and biological installations in Ukraine. The Pentagon built two biological war labs, and they have been developing pathogens there in Kiev and Odessa. Now they are concerned that they may lose control over these labs, uh, Lavrov, Lavrov charged. And he uh, finished by saying Americans declined flatly and resolutely to start an inspection mechanism as part of a prohibition of chemical weapons. And they build new chemical and biological facilities all across Russian borders. So um, obviously the uh, corporate media has labeled uh, Lavrov as a liar and a lunatic um so the war of wars the propaganda from all sides continues we have very it's been very difficult really understanding what's truly happening here and what's at stake here well sir but it's certainly not it's not there's no one misunderstanding that lavrov is the mouthpiece for putin there's certainly no one misunderstanding about that well no doubt about that but we can't imagine i mean i think it's irrational for us to say that Putin is an unhinged madman who's dying and he's just looking for one last hurrah. I find that so trite and, and insulting to my intelligence. I feel it's intellectually lazy and I find it pathetic, that argument. This to me is a grand chessboard, as Zygmunt Brzezinski once said, and EU kept sticking the bear. The, the NATO wants to put another strategic piece on their border. We have to imagine for a second if China wanted to put installations at the Mexico border, how would we feel? I'm not saying to me. I'm watching this like two. Right, but what, teams. at what point do you sound like you're apologizing for him? Wait, I'm in not apologizing. No, no, I know you're. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying what. At what point in your argument does it cross the line of sounding like you're apologizing for well, him you can't, doing this? You can't say anything that has anything to do with the strategic assets that are at play here, because if there is a ton of gas under the Ukraine borders. Right under uh, in their borders, right? That could be another threat to Russia. I'm anti-war. I wish to God the left was alive. When, and speaking about the heinous murder of Afghanistan and and Iraq and, uh, and Iraqis, we, we murdered a lot of innocents, non-combatants. So all war is bad. I am not picking a side. This is the Bears versus the Browns. I have no dog in that fight. I'm a giant fan. I'm just saying we have to handicap all sides and look at it from a. a our live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. More to do. Odds makers coming up. More news. Glad you're in on a Friday. All right, 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday night. Lots to do still. Do some more news. Rick Delgado did a what even is that? That was fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Geo Friend holding it down as always. Real America's Voice, the Mothership, uh, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029, of course, all up and down the East Coast on the John Fredericks Radio Network. Glad you're in as well. It's time to do the odds makers. Where we'll take a look at the weekend games, pick some games against the spread. Of course, that's featuring our own Rick Emirati at Slick Rick Sports. Right now, <laughs> Slick Rick is up six uh, six thousand. You're betting a thousand a game here, so six units against me in college hoops, college and pro hoops. We've been doing since our NFL oddsmaker season ended, where we were actually flat, flat zero after Amazing. all of it. 
winning and losing, I was up as much as what, 50,000? You were a 49 inch, 49.5, I think, or yeah. whatever it was, going into the Super Bowl. And then I was able to cover the spread. Yes. Uh, we got back to zero, and now you're up six units in college and pro basketball. It's time now for the odds makers. And what do we got, Slick they, Rick? They call that kissing your sister. And we both have sisters, which is really funny. Um, all right, odds makers, Big D. What? Well, let's just recap what? last night's What's game. That? I want to relish that a little bit. <laughs> Number 24, Iowa, the great state of Iowa. And you know we love oh, Iowa wow. on this show. Yeah. And they're not the Cornhuskers. They're the Hawkeyes. I took a beating over that one. But they won <laughs> last night at Michigan. A packed house in Ann Arbor, senior night, waving the flags, going crazy. But they pulled it out, 82-71, and that was their fifth straight victory. I'm going to keep an eye on the great state of Iowa and their team because they might they might make some noise come March Madness. Ann Arbor, Michigan, Keegan Murray scored 15 of his 23 points in the first half to Isn't help this, number 24, wait, Iowa. This is last night's game. Yeah, I want to recap last night's no. game. Oh, okay, because you won. You want to recap. Rub on, big D. All right, fine. I'm on a roll here. Yeah, it's called rubbing salt in the wounds. Anyway, all right, enough. You took the thunder out of that one. But the Hawkeyes, 22-8, and 12-7 in the Big Ten, had led 47-30 at halftime. In fact, well, I told you that last night, and they coasted to their Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yes, you did. You it happened. Um, I got the tweet. I got the texts and the calls. Unbelievable. Up 20. All right, let's go. Damon. All right, let's go with uh, talk about tonight's odds maker. We got a 9:30 tip, and I'm going to do this is a first for me, Big D. I'm actually going to take a pick from one of my Getter followers. Ready for this one? Yep. Big Sal 25 from Florida. He seems to know his stuff, and he says, "Take Drake." So I go, "I know when that hotline rings," and I'm going to take Drake, <laughs> laying three and a half points, and let's go with Drake tonight. And uh, they're obviously uh, Drake minus four against yeah. Southern Illinois. Okay, well I got three and a half, but we'll go minus four with Southern Illinois. Nine thirty tip, Big D, and that's my odds makers pick for tonight. I'm sticking with it, and lo- let's see if Big Sal comes through. I hope I'm not st- I'm not opening up or creating a monster with this, but uh, I'm going to take Big Sal's pick, which means I'm going to get thousands of picks now on Getter. Okay, Drake minus four is your pick tonight. What do we got for uh, what do we got for Saturday? College basketball. Okay, Saturday. You know what? Uh, Co- Coach K's game, big big game, final game. Uh, North Carolina at Duke. Big spread, Big D. I'm showing twelve and a half. What do you have on that? Well, they've already played once this year, and Duke handled them quite easily. What time is that game? Uh, that's going to be a six p.m. tip tomorrow. 6 p.m. tomorrow. We've got North Carolina at Duke. Uh, right now, I don't see the line on that game. All right, I'll post the line a little beforehand like I do on get on Getters. At Slick Rick Sports, if you're interested, I'm going to post that. You know what? I'm going to go with Duke, sending out Coach K in glorious form. I think they're going to smoke him. North Carolina isn't quite the team it was in, a long time ago with Jordan. But yeah. uh, I'm going Duke, minus 12 and a half. And those are my picks, Big D. I didn't see anything for Sunday. Um Okay, so, so Drake tonight and Duke tomorrow. You that's got it. it. 80 got college it. basketball games to end the season, and we're going to go with just Duke. Okay. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Duke over North Carolina at 6 p.m. And um, Drake tonight, minus four, based on one of your viewers. Big Sal, 25, from Florida. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Big Sal might turn into Little Sal here if Drake doesn't get it done for you, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. You're Big up Sal. six, so. Yeah. Or if it works, he might be added to the uh, you know investigation list. Yes, just be. make yeah. sure he understands the Durham-like investigation that's going on into you and Paul right now. And he doesn't want to be called as a, as a witness. So. Yeah, he's got to be. Is yeah. this guy going to call you for his cut? <laughs> he might. Big Sal loves to comment on the show. He loves the show. He was all over David Zier last night. So uh, he's good people. David Zier, right. David Zier was great. He was yes. good this morning on the uh, morning show. David's ear is always good. So, 
Um, and remember, Rav will be covering, as he said, that um, tomorrow, coverage on Rav of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rally that's going on, I believe, in Georgia. I have the details of it. I'll pull it up and give it to you before we end the show. But they'll be covering that tomorrow. Everybody will be there. Harry will be there. Parker will be there. Don will be there. Everybody will be there. Harry on the highway heading from Florida to Georgia. Maybe we'll get a video, G, from Monday out of Harry's travels. What do you think about that? I guess this means they found him. I didn't even know they found him. I thought they were still looking. That's a good point. As of last night, they were still looking. I think they found him. Harry may have checked in from um, from Mickey Mouse Land down there in Disney. Yes, Harry and his Mickey Mouse operation <laughs> is now on his way to... No, well, not. Just Harry is is a Mickey Mouse operation. But did, we love did you Harry. Did you ask Ed Henry if maybe he took him somewhere you know, to, behind the, the, the woodshed there? Like, like Joe Biden would do, yeah. yes. No, I did not, but All it's right. very possible. That's not like Ed would just leave him somewhere and not take him somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's do some news before we wrap up the first hour uh, with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? You know, I was. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw earlier on uh, You know, just the news is uh, – I'm sorry, my uh, – Forgive me for a moment here, sir. By the way, uh, so far, John Solomon's um, suspension from Twitter, I was right, that was lifted last night. And John Solomon's, um, his own Twitter and Justin News is now available. And he put out a very strong statement last night. And um, he was absolutely correct in what he said. If if, if he can't report on a double-blinded, peer-reviewed study... Yeah, it's over. Then, yeah, where, where, what are we left at? So, all right, what else is going on in the news? Bill Tenet uh, said Cruz rebu- uh, rebuked his fellow Republican colleague, Lindsey Graham, for calling on the assassination of Putin. I mean, it, 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 I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> on it, Thursday, Graham lit the internet ablaze when he called for Russian Brutus, referred to the famous of Julius Caesar, assassin Marcus Brutus, to take out Putin in a parent call for assassination. Boy, Lindsey Graham, you just keep on hitting him out of the park, you, you dingbat. I mean, really, the South Carolina, this, the way they do these primaries that continues to give us Lindsey Graham is like, what, what is he thinking about? I, I thought Kinzinger was nuts calling for us to, to, inf- for us to enforce a no-fly zone, for us to do it. Let's, put our planes in the air. Let's just put them out of business now. Let's just start tapping into our oil, our gas, our shell, our, you know, New York and, and Pennsylvania's, you know, natural gas. For God's sakes, I mean, we can be energy independent instantly, a superpower all over again, economic freedom, uh, let people be free to choose, leave us alone with your electric cars, and boom, you, you, the war's won. It's over. I was reminded of this clip. Lindsey Graham, back in 2016... In Ukraine. Fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. I believe you will win. I am convinced you will win, and we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. Sounds like the end of Rocky. 
Drago. Yeah. So that was nope. that was uh, that was them with President right. Poroshenko at yeah. the time, McCain and Graham. I mean, they just can't get to war quick enough. Yeah, McCain. Yeah. You can't know, get to yeah. war quick enough. You know, and Bannon made an interesting point. He said, whenever you have people like Lindsey Graham, he also piled on Hannity, who's calling for an assassination. Kevin McCarthy in the House, George Soros, all of them lined up on the same side. That should be something that should make you skeptical. That coming from Bannon. Right. There's yeah. more to this. Great. All right, hour two coming up live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. Studio 6B on a Friday night. Glad you're in. Wrapping up the week. It's been a great week. State of the Union, of course, really on Tuesday nights. What got the week all fired up and started. We've spent a lot of time on it. You know what we didn't do and we should do here? Maybe we'll do it right now. Is uh, Chip Roy. Of course, we've talked a lot about the Texas gubernatorial primary this week. And uh, you know my feelings on that. Well, speaking of that, we'll get to Horowitz as well. But just to finish up on the Lindsey Graham thing that we started on, because Monica yeah. Showalter has a piece today. Lindsey Graham pops off about killing Putin, she says. Russia's attack on Ukraine has prompted a whole lot of noble and industrious responses from foreigners around the world, from the warm welcome that ordinary Polish and Romanian citizens have extended to fleeing Ukrainian refugees to the Pittsburgh professor who raised 800000 in a day to help Ukraine with humanitarian needs, to gourmet chef Jose Andre- Andres, World Central Kitchen Operation to cook for and feed Ukrainian refugees, to the Animal Food Bank's effort, which is delivering relief to pet owners, to Project Hope, which is shipping medical supplies to Ukraine, to the millions of people around the world who have peacefully demonstrated their support for Ukraine and its uphill war against an aggressor. Whether it's uh, light a candle or fast for Ukraine or send money or do something, much of the world is mobilizing to try to do something helpful for battered Ukraine. But then there's Senator Lindsey Graham, she says, who instead of rolling up his sleeves in some little way has has gotten out the old jawbone and is certainly not helping. And then, of course, she posts his tweet that Paul just read. Is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful? The only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. So this is this tweet that's on his Twitter. She says, see, he's got it all figured out, does Lindsey Graham. No Putin, no problem. He's calling on someone else to do the dirty work, not himself, of course, of getting Putin out of the picture by killing him off, and the whole thing will be fixed and off the front pages. Yes, sometimes a targeted killing could work, as it did in the case of Iran's Qasim Soleimani. But more often, it doesn't. What makes Graham think that something worse wouldn't follow in Russia if Putin was picked off? 
Bottom line, these things don't work out quite the way the would-be assassins think they work out, and they almost lead always to something worse. The open call to kill is particularly unwise given Lindsey Graham, who's, um, who Lindsey Graham's target is. And of course, that's Vladimir Putin, who's more than a little familiar with state-sponsored assassinations of people who get in his way. Putin knows all about assassinations. Putin may put assassinations back on his memo board as a result of this now that Graham has declared the field is open. Worse still, Putin's now isolated and paranoid, refusing to even allow closest advisors to get within knife's reach or open window's reach of him physically. The long tables you see these meetings are held in news photos raise just that issue. What does calling for the assassination of a guy who's already paranoid do to his mind? Does it make him more reasonable, more willing to end his war? Does it make him easier to negotiate with to end the war in Ukraine? Well, an educated guess on Putin suggests it's more likely it validates his already galloping paranoia. So Lindsey Graham is just... yeah. And and you know what he's actually doing as well, whether he believes it or not, or this was probably unintended. Uh, he's actually giving Putin, among people in Russia, uh, a little propaganda. Look, they're, they're trying to come and get me. They're trying to attack your leader. You know, so you've got that angle. And again, I referenced the, the uh, Steve Bannon. You know, he was actually praising Chris Hayes, of all people, on MSNBC for a segment he did. On how this, uh, you know, this whole thing has uh, it has nothing to do with the average Russian, and uh, he gave him props on it about the segment and pointed out how way off he thinks. At least, you know, people like Lindsey Graham and Adam Kinzinger and Sean Hannity seem to be, you know, ratcheting up the "let's go kill, let's go kill." You know, uh, I mean, we saw th- what happened in Libya when they did that. No, they they, they took out a leader. Thanks, Hillary. What did we get? We got a country that descended into chaos. By the way, she uh, this is, by the way, Monica Showalter in The American Thinker today. She says the Russian propaganda site brings up the various U.S. attempts to assassinate Castro as well as the targeted bombing of Libya's Muammar Gaddafi as proof, by the way, that the U.S. is very assassination-minded and therefore Lindsey Graham's threat must be taken seriously. Putin is already so paranoid that ordinary Russians expect him to declare martial law soon. Thousands of Russians are now heading for the Belarusian, Finnish, and Baltic states' borders to escape that anticipated declaration. And it's sparking an atmosphere of panic. Now we have this from Lindsey Graham. Putin could retaliate against the U.S. just for this kind of talk with an assassination of his own, claiming it to be defensive, just as he claims his attack on Ukraine is defensive. Because he has internal logic about this and now has something from Lindsey Graham to specifically work with. It's just a bad idea that Graham didn't have to bring up and pin onto official dialogue from a U.S. account. Assassination as a state policy is a very bad idea that could easily draw the U.S. into conflict. And what is this based on? Well, probably a lot of hubris left over from the George P. Bush post-9-11 era where civil liberties and the rule of law were uh, submerged to the war on terror and everything was okay for the government to empower itself based on that logic. 
But even that didn't work. And Graham's unwise solution to ending the Ukraine war now gives Putin some self-justification for whatever he does next. And incredibly, Graham's tweet is likely nothing more than just popping off of someone who doesn't think things through. Graham is not helping things with this disastrous brain fart that Putin will take seriously and will probably get meaner from here as a result. Ukraine is serious business. The embattled state is under mortal and sustained attack, taking crushing blows. Graham needs to sit down now and try to think about something helpful to do for Ukraine instead of brainlessly stoking Putin's paranoia. She's absolutely right. Yeah, It's idiotic what he said. Maybe more idiotic than Kinzinger saying we should be enforcing a no-fly zone, which in essence puts us almost in World War III for crying out loud. Yeah, and, and I don't know how you it, argue uh, that it doesn't. It basically puts you right there. So, so what they're arguing now is is let's send your kids off over to uh, you know stop stop one country from uh, you know beating up on another country, even though you know tr- reality we're not truly involved. Um, but you know we've made them out to be the boogeyman for so long. We have to do something, or else uh, they're going to write bad news stories about us. Yeah. All right, for the weekends, I want to play Chip Roy because it deals with the State of the Union, and by next week, it's going to be kind of old news So, because uh, I thought he was fantastic. So uh, here's Chip Roy the day after the State of the Union. Roll that, G. Last night, we heard the President of the United States address this nation and this body in this chamber, as well as our colleagues on the other side of the Capitol and the Senate. You think there's some sort of magic moment that the virus has suddenly left the earth Now, all of a sudden, we're free here on the floor of the House of Representatives to be without mask. Just coincidentally timed. (laughs) Just just coincidentally timed when the State of the Union is upon us. Number of states have lifted their mandates all suddenly coincidentally timed around the State of the Union. Been interested watching the Speaker of the House suddenly saying, well, it's a new moment in COVID. I listened to my colleague from Texas just a moment ago on the other side of the aisle talking about how we've had this great victory through the action of the genius of our federal government to free us from the perils of this virus. Tell that to the children who've been sitting in the corners of classrooms wearing masks. Tell that to the members of our military, the members of our border patrol, the so-called heroes. I say so-called because my Democratic colleagues a year ago were calling healthcare workers heroes, and now they're forcing them still to lose their job if they don't take a jab. Because of the wisdom of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, that they know best, they know best, as the president sat there arrogantly in that posture and preaching to the United States public and to this body yesterday, talking about how we're going to beat this virus, and oh, by the way, Suddenly, magically, we need to fund the police. Go back and look at every statement that's been made by my colleagues on the other side of the aisle over the last two years talking about defunding the police. We know who's defunding the police across the country, and it sure as heck isn't Republicans. It's Democrats across this country, and my colleagues on the other side of the aisle know it. The president knows it, and the president's reading polls. The president knows that the approach to the virus has been devastating to the American people, Lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates are being rejected by the American people, and the polls show it, so the magic moment has been arrived. 
And the President of the United States knows full well when he says the border should be secure that it's a lie. I just want to be very clear. When the President said last night that the border should be secure, it is a lie. He is lying to the American people. When I was in Del Rio just last week, a thousand people a day are coming across that river and nobody gives a wit. And they don't give a wit about the 26 migrants who have died in the Rio Grande since October 1, since the cameras left the Haitians sitting in the Rio Grande. They don't care that there are 26 dead migrants. They don't care about the 119 bodies in Brooks County where the sheriff has to bring a body trailer to Brooks County. They don't care about the fences getting cut and the livestock getting out of the ranchers I met with last week who are in tears about their property and their ranchers in South Texas. No, no, the president gets up and gives a speech and declares the border is secure and all is well. And then gets up and talks about solidarity of the Ukrainian people, yet refuses to unleash American oil and gas, refuses to unleash natural gas, liquefied natural gas that would change the world, refuses to stop importing 600,000 barrels of Russian oil every single day because we won't unleash American oil and gas. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep telling the truth about the border. We're going to keep telling the truth about vaccine mandates. We're going to keep telling the truth about the need for American energy. And we're not going to bow down to the climate hysterics and the false lies about border security that are endangering the American people. Mr. Speaker, I yield back. Chip Roy. Mm. Solid as always. Yeah. He looks like a big dude, too. I love him. In essence, what he's saying is, the arrogance of these people that they get to talk like we all don't live in the same world. And of course, why do they do that? Because the media is so corrupt, they won't question it. They won't do what he just did because they're on board with all of it. You get up and say, oh, it's a new day. Don't, hey, what, the line of the night for me, well, it's a bunch of them. But don't, don't use COVID as a, um, he says, let's not use COVID. Let's look at it for what it is, a horrible disease. Let's not use it as a, as a wedge. I mean, that is so laughable coming from him and his party and what they've done to people. But he, he, they don't have any fear of saying things like that. No, because remember, there was going to be a, a dark winter. Remember that line? Yeah. Oh, if you're not vaccinated, it's going to be a dark winter. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, we've, I've got some updates on this that we're going to cover in the rest of this hour as well. So still lots to do. Glad you're in. Live from Studio 6B on a Friday. I want to talk about these um, super yachts we keep hearing about, too. And I'm going to have a big question for the audience coming up. question for the audience here to weigh in on big friday night question because i i don't get it i keep hearing these phony media talking heads oh we're ratcheting it up we're really are feeling a pressure here we're gonna go get these yachts <laughs> can someone explain to me because i'm not the brightest bulb in the bunch i admit that and i don't have a full grasp of uh world um ma- you know macro how all this stuff works but what the hell does it matter if we go grab a bunch of these yachts from these guys who are not him? And what is it? What are they? 
Hey, uh, Vladimir, they took my uh, yacht. Oh, pull everybody out. Pull everybody out. They got the yachts, everyone. Can someone explain this theory to me? That this yeah, is somehow it sounds gonna... like uh, looting. How is this going to stop him? How is this going to have any effect? Like, even the most uh, smallest iota of an effect on what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. It, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. Okay, it has wait, no... wait, wait, wait a second. Okay. Uh, before you explain it to me, because I listen to people on CNBC and all these other... Where are this? Is it? Oh, yeah, we have an update on what's going on in Ukraine. Let's go over to, uh, you know, whoever the name is. Well, uh, thanks, Jim. You know, they're really ratcheting it up now today. They're really ratcheting it up. And then they put a big picture of one of these super yachts. Oh, they're, mm -hmm. they're going after Zveli uh, McVeli's uh, big 176-foot <laughs> yacht. And I'm thinking, who cares? Zveli <laughs> McVeli. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How does this matter? How does this matter? How does this matter to what's going on? Okay, go ahead, Rick. <laughs> all right. Um, all of that, what you are just uh, explaining to everyone, has nothing to do with the Ukraine or, or Russia. That is all meant for us. That's all it is. It's decoration for us, for them to put on the news and, and, say, and, and to get the American people to go, yeah, go after those rich oligarchs, and, and that's the way you put it to them. That's all it is. It's a rah-rah thing. It's window dressing. It has no real meaning. They could just buy another yacht once this whole thing is over. I mean, this whole idea that, oh, we're going after the yachts and we're going after the assets and we're going to, you're not even going to be able to find them. <laughs> you're not even going to be able to find the assets. And if you can, you're not going to be able to prove who they're, I mean, what do you think these guys are? Think they got to this because they're just um, like leaving it in TD Bank <laughs> under their name? <laughs> well, they what, have are you it, kidding me? They have it stuffed in a, in a money belt around, <laughs> the, around it's the, like They're I walking just, around, you know, uh, Ukraine, like, look at all my money. It's falling out. I'm listening to these reports going, <laughs> what am I not understanding about this? I guess it's what you said. It's really meant for me. You're under arrest. Hand over the keys to the yacht. Here you go, sir. Oh, oh, Vladimir, <laughs> they took my, oh, pull them everybody, pull everybody out. They took four yachts from four of my, uh, <laughs> some four guys I don't know. The oligarch arc. <laughs> I mean, they report on it so seriously, too. I'm actually looking at a bunch of news reports right now for ones they did, and they don't explain why. They just said that they did it. <laughs> what effect is it going to have? That's what I don't get. You know, you know what's crazy, too? Now, it, if, it, I could if I could get one for like on a, oh, know, yeah. if I could grab a hundred foot yacht for like, you know. <laughs> like at an auction? Yeah, like yeah. a thousand bucks or like, something. Like, uh, yeah. Do I want the Nissan or the hundred foot yacht? <laughs> hmm. I might think differently about this strategy, but I mean, no, really, I don't get this. Well, what, what did Fran just say there? Because he said something very, very, uh, I, I think it kind of opens, opens our eyes to it. What did you just say, Fran? Oh, that most of the articles talking about the seizures don't explain why they're seizing them. They're exactly. saying that they got them. But they seized them. And, and you, know what that, you know what that also reminds me of? Seizing things that don't belong to you. The government taking things. Oh, we're just going to take it because we don't believe you should have it. Is that opening up a door for something down the road? I don't know. It's a question. Throw but this, but what gives them the right to grab it? I mean, it belongs to Slavesky, whoever you named over there. <laughs> um, that's his boat. Where do you hide a 500-foot yacht? <laughs> How oligarchs are attempting to hide their boats. A global game of hide-and-seek is happening on the high seas. Well, you just change the name of it, and you make it a, you know, call it a tugboat, and they'll be like, oh, it's a tugboat.
I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. All right, I found one that sort of explains that it's part of the Caesar of ill-gotten gains, whatever that means. But again, how do they know? How do we know? What makes them think this is even better? According to the Guardian, the name of the task force that's doing this is called Klepto Capture. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) to intensify sanctions. Okay, the L.A. Times says to intensify sanctions on Russia. And throttle the finances of the Kremlin's uber wealthy allies. Well, let me tell you something. If you if you have a five hundred foot yacht, that yacht does not represent probably one um, percent <laughs> of your um, your wealth. You're not stifling uber wealthy allies by taking their boat. Because if you can buy a five hundred foot yacht, you're not really worried about the money you spent on it. Right. Well, I heard Sonic the Hedgehog 2 won't come out in Russia, so I guess it's all solved. Oh, thank God. Yes. Finally. Really. We're really ratcheting it up. and I mean, we are leading here. That was da- thanks to Lindsey Graham, too. I mean, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe, the, maybe the audience can weigh in and see if I'm missing something here. But um, all right, let's do a little news here with uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? All right. Well, over in uh, while well, we were talking about the president and uh, a congressman had some very sharp words for him. He's another congressman out of the great state of Texas, Representative Brian Babin. Uh, he is also a military veteran offering harsh words to President Joe Biden's stewardship of the Ukraine crisis, saying inaction, equivocation, and incompetence have shaken America's normally strong standing on the world stage with U.S. allies and adversaries alike. He says, we are a nation of lions and we're being led by sheep, he told Just the News on Tuesday night. Uh, We have lost all credibility with our allies and adversaries. Uh, He and his family, Mr. Babin, have a long history of service to the nation. The congressman is also a dentist served as, as an airborne artilleryman in Texas National Guard has uh, later has com- he was commissioned as a captain in the Air Force stationed in Germany and his son is currently a Navy SEAL he said we missed a boat a long time ago especially with our just dismissal uh, dismal withdrawal of Afghanistan and since then we projected nothing but weakness yeah. and again words directed to our current uh, resident in chief there you know, I, I keep hearing, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, what do I always say about this show? We talk about things like, you know, we're just normal guys. We're not. Uh... They don't read us into things is what you're saying. Well, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> to me, this is all, you know, a lot of people say, well, no, it's not that it's not that easy or it's not that simple. It's you got to look into this more. You got to really understand the macro this and the macro that. And you got to look into this more. And you can't. Uh, it's not just about this. No, this is pretty basic. Biden sucks. He's weak. He's feeble. Our enemies see it. Our, our Afghanistan withdrawal is a disaster. China, Russia, and Iran are looking at us going, this looks like a good time to kind of make a move and be on the move. Um, maybe in uh, Taiwan and maybe in their, uh, what, what they're doing in the uh, South Pacific there. China's on the move. They're, they're building up their military. They're doing everything they can to compete with us, whether it's economically, militarily. We know Iran, we're, we're basically... If that if that tweet thread yesterday is to be believed, we're we're basically helping Iran end up with an intercontinental um, intercontinental ballistic missile with a nuclear warhead on it, mm. and and this administration and the and two ago the Obama administration are are going hey anything else we can do for you, and Russia is is we are where we are right now, 
And I don't think it's that complicated. And I don't think you need to understand more macro this or macro that or be, uh, you know, one of these guys that can talk about. Uh, yeah, it's great if you can. I'm not that guy. But I can tell you just the basics. This guy's weak and our enemies know it. I listened to CNBC this morning talking about China. Now, China is the only country that didn't sign on to this UN resolution to, um, that they had to condemn Russia. China didn't sign it. They abstained. CNBC this morning says, well, you know, we're, we're, not, we're friends, but we're not allies with China. We're friends. <laughs> if that's your view on our relationship with China, if you think we're friends, but we're just not allies, I don't know how much you need to know to know that that is way off. But that's just my basic view of it. Uh, all right, live from Studio 6B, more to do on a Friday night. We'll get into some of this COVID. Real Clear Politics Investigational Team has a report out. We'll get into that. Daniel Horowitz has a piece. We'll get into that. More to do. Well, that's right. From what we are witnessing in history right now, the legal system has never really seen anything like this before. Some of the most high profile cases surrounding January 6th have now begun with these jury trials. Here at the federal courthouse in Washington, Guy Reffitt has been accused of multiple charges, including carrying a gun into the Capitol, as well as interrupting a congressional proceeding. Yesterday, his own son testified against him in riveting three hour testimony. Many onlookers are watching for what type of legal precedent this case sets because of the severity of the charges. Some of these charges carry a maximum of 20 years. There's five charges in all. There have also been others like Joshua James who have now begun to cooperate with federal authorities. Others like Jake Lang have vowed to keep fighting until all of their constitutional rights have been exhausted. Allegations of mistreatment in jail and violations of constitutional rights have been heard loud and clear all the way to the D.C. jail to the federal courthouse from members of Congress. As this story continues to unfold, we'll be here bringing you the latest. I'm Christopher Carter in Washington, D.C. sound like the blues, which means I'm going to tell you about our friends at Birch Gold. Inflation continues to rise. Jobs report was out this morning. Actually, some pretty good numbers, but still makes the case for uh, inflation is probably going to still be running hot. We're going to find out in a week. CPI number for March comes out. Well, for February, but we get it in March and we'll see. Value of the dollar continues to go down. you got to be considering your financial alternatives right now, and I don't blame you. Paper money becomes worthless. How do you protect your hard-earned savings? Well, as I've been telling you, one of the options is to consider physical gold and silver. And the folks to talk to there are our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Golds are experts in precious metals and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they'll give you options. You can buy gold coins, convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA. Gold was up this morning. Here's how you get started. Text America. To 989898, Birch Gold will send you a free information kit with absolutely no obligation. They'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. I would say get the facts. Get started today. Nothing to lose. Text the word America to 989898. Get your free information kit. 
They've made it super easy right there. Text America to 989898 and find out how owning gold and silver could help protect that savings. All right, live from Studio 6B. Let's do some sports at Slick Rick Sports on Twitter, on Getter. Yes. And soon to be, if not already, on Truth Social. At Slick Rick Sports, Rick Amorati, what's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Uh, Major League Baseball Players Association launches $1 million fund to assist seasonal workers affected by owner's lockout. Countless workers will go without paychecks during the lockout. This is from Mike Axisa of CBS Sports. Earlier today, the Major League Baseball Players Association announced it's launching a $1 million fund to help the workers affected by the owner's lockout. Earlier this week, Commissioner Rob Manfred announced the first two regular season series have been canceled, meaning seasonal workers will lose paychecks. Uh, others who uh, work at spring training ballparks have lost paychecks as well. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of people who make our game great. Many aren't seen or heard, but they are vital to the entertainment experience of our games. MLBA exec- executive board member Andrew Miller and Max Scherzer said in a statement, unfortunately, they will also be among those affected by the owner-imposed lockout and the cancellation of games through this fund. We want to let them know that they have our support. The fund will be administered by Major League Baseball players Association and the AFL-CIO and distributed to stadium workers and others who face financial hardship through no fault of their own due to the MLB franchise owners lockout. And, you know, I'll tell you, this Rob Manfred, Big D, not a fan, not a fan of the commissioner. I'm really not. I, I just, he's very money-driven um, and just not thinking of the players. And I think the national pastime may be put out to pasture if this continues. I'll tell you that. No. Well, I mean, uh, sorry, Rick, one no, second. I was um, I was impressed with Fredericks last night. He's got a real good grip on all this, too, obviously. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm Baseball doesn't rank on my top of my um, – yeah, I don't unless, pay as much attention to it, honestly. Unless the Yankees are winning big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if they are, I'm, I don't know. I used to go to a lot of games, Yankees, Mets. I always just rooted for New York or wherever. People would say, who's your favorite team? I don't know. Whoever I have money on is my favorite team. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. It. But uh, I don't know. What, what were you going to say, Rick? I was going to say. You're uh, into this stuff. You follow. Yeah, he's it. a Yankee I, way fan. I mean, Manfred, I Manfred, I think you're right. He, he doesn't have that. Uh, you know, he doesn't really care about it. He's yeah. money driven. Yep. But, uh, you know, in, in this fight, I think both sides are money driven. And who they should be paying attention to are the fans. I mean, let's face it. If you don't have any fans, that money that you want ain't coming in. But they take the fans for granted, though. Exactly. They just assume, well, 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 we'll just whenever exactly. we work it out, if it's if they lose the whole season, they'll come back. They, you yeah. know, we, they get shafted now, but don't worry. They'll, they'll, you know, that's that's the way they approach these things. They don't, they don't really. The fans are not on the uh, the front line of their thinking here. No. They just, they just figure they're there and they'll be there. Yeah, you know, without them. No well, money. without them, yeah, but they don't think that way. No. I mean, they do, but they don't think like, "Hey, we need to let's get our act together because we don't we lose the fans." They they just take for granted that the fans are going to come back. Right. Yep. Like I so, said, yeah. MLB that's an acronym for millionaires loathing billionaires. You got the players and the billionaire owners, and they just can't come together. It's it's really a shame, and I think it's going to scar the sport uh, dramatically. I really do, especially take, if this uh, goes into the later into the season. I'll take UFC over all of it. And I'll take uh, the cornhole uh, next. Yeah, I'm trying to get some results on <laughs> cornhole. You... I'm, I'm keeping my eye on oh, that big day. Oh. And MMA, we got a big weekend coming up here, UFC 272. Oh, sure do. We'll talk about that in my last Oh, man, I'll be fired. <laughs> I, may live, I may live stream 
I may live stream me watching UFC. It's going to be so fired up for that fight. Are you guys going to bet on that? We didn't bet on that, and we could though. We could wager on that. I don't. Yeah. I, I want to hear who Big D likes because that's, that's, that's a tight. That's, it's that's a tight all money one. line. Yeah, you got it's uh, minus three ten. Colby's the fit. So Colby Covington. You got to lay three ten to make a hundred. So correct. Or you could take uh, Jorge Masvidal and get plus, plus two fifty five. Fifty. Yeah. So you bet a hundred, you make two fifty five back. Who do you like? I I I, I can't say. <laughs> Okay. Oh, we're gonna pick. I like to pick that one. Okay, oh, you, that's why I can't say if I'm you. You got you got to pick it. Oh, I got to pick. The, all right, I, I figured I'd give you an opportunity to pick Big D. You know, well, I'm sorry. Don't you do sports on the show? I do do sports, but you know, I'm, I got all these investigations going on. Now we're getting into fighting. You know, they threw the fight. Oh, Amarati was involved. You know, as yes. it is, I'm wearing now my jacket. I'm, I'm going to be getting on getting a plane it. heading now to Vegas. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Very good. Okay. Very good. That's the way we roll. <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. All right. All right. There we go. IPC switch. Uh, IPC is switch. Switching course bans Russian Belarusian athletes from Winter Paralympic Games. Now, this is from Victor Barbosa of Yard Barker. The International Paralympic Committee announced uh, on Wednesday that individuals from Belarus and Russia would compete as neutral athletes at the Winter Paralympics in Beijing that begin Friday and run through March 13th. The decision drew ire from the UK Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries, among others. Less than 24 hours after making their initial decision, the IPC has changed its mind. Faced with threats of withdrawals and Growing animosity in Athletes Village, organizers of the Winter Paralympics on Thursday reversed course and expelled athletes from Russia and Belarus, the AP and ESPN reported early yesterday. Um, IPC President Andrew Parsons explained the decision. The war has now come to these games, and behind the scenes, many governments are having an influence on our cherished event. Parsons said, we, are, we were trying to protect the games from war. On Monday, UEA, UEFA and FIFA officially suspended Russian national teams and clubs from official competition so you know rightfully so they're alienating them from all the games and uh it's going to really hurt them as well and i gotta tell you the russians love their sports and uh they can't be too happy in the in the russian homeland when they can't get their games they can't watch wwe anymore so very interesting we'll keep an eye on how that plays out big d back to you yeah you know that's we haven't talked too much from that side in that uh, there's obviously russian innocent russian Civilians just yep. living their life right now are looking, going, well, what, what are we supposed to be doing here? Yeah. When this first started, there was protesters at St. Petersburg, and they quickly arrested them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it it's kind of like out of mind, um, the citizens there. But, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're as much into the, they're as much in the middle of this as i mean not they're not they're not getting up and leaving by the millions of their homes behind and trying to get across the border obviously um like the ukrainians are they said something like 3 or 4 million now it could swell to 12 13 million across the border into poland in these places very quickly i mean it's just uh, sorry right. kamala is on her way yeah, yeah oh, the secret, that's the secret right. weapon could be on her way that's great can't wait for that Maybe she'll try and speak Polish or something. I mean, do they do they put that out there because they think that's going to mean anything to somebody? <laughs> oh, look who's oh look who's coming. <laughs> She's going to go kielbasa I mean, shopping. <laughs> like we've all paid attention to the whole the border. Joe told us she was the smartest person in the world to handle the border. The board, our border is the we've never seen lawlessness, and the numbers crossing our border and like. Whoever it was who just recently, I think it was somebody, was it John Fredericks? They just don't care. They do not care. Shipping them all over the country. 
We experienced it firsthand right here outside the studio. Going into this place. I mean, they just don't care. Yeah, and and now Real America's Voice has a uh, TV show hosted by Ben Burkwam based on what's going on at the border. I mean, think about it. It, it. You get to see, and we got to see it a couple weeks ago, some of the footage of what these guys are going through and the danger that they put themselves in. And it's insane. But no, no, don't look there. Our border's secure. Sure we got to focus on this, the other border here. We got to focus on this border thousands of miles away. Not that it's not important, but I mean, just people look at it and go, so hypocritical. It's just, it's, it's we're, we're going to send Kamala. Whoa. I bet they're all shaking in their boots now. Oh, yeah. Now What's this. she going to do? She's going to fly over to Poland and do what? <laughs> do what? Hold talks? <laughs> she, can, she can barely talk. She can barely talk on Good Morning America, whatever the hell she goes. What is she going to do? What was that quote she had about Russia and Ukraine? She was comparing the sizes. Russia's a big country. Okay, listen, boys, before we grab our lunch buckets and we go to lunch, let me explain. Russia's a big country. Ukraine's a small country. Yeah. The big country invaded the small country, and that's bad. That's basically wrong. Grab your peanut butter, and I'll see you in the cafeteria for lunchtime. Uh, right, that's what she said. That's basically it. Yeah. Yep. Didn't she tell us a while back that Biden coached her on foreign politics? And it's just people talking to people. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's simple. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. G. I didn't. I didn't remember that. Just people talking to people. <laughs> yeah. Remember, she was asked, uh, did, "Why haven't you gone to the border?" Well, I've never gone to um to Europe. Europe either. Well, <laughs> she can kill two birds with one stone here. She can go to a border that's in Europe. Oh, well, good for her. We're going to send Kamala. Oh! <laughs> Who's next? Anthony Blinken? <laughs> Why don't you send Pelosi? She can go over there and do the Macarena for everybody. Maybe that'll end. Her and Chuck. <laughs> yeah, and Schumer. Schumer can sit there hunched Macarena, over. Macarena, and Pelosi could do the Macarena and, and keep her dentures in if she can without her face melting off or whatever. Yeah, Chuck was going up and down so much he thought he was doing the chicken dance. <laughs> It looks a little like oh, Frank no? oh my God! I mean, we're just—I mean, I mean, we're joking about it, but this, yeah, we're just led by just absolute losers, just pathetic losers. Oof. All right, more news, a little more sports. We'll wrap it up for a Friday night. Oh, yeah, it was a quick show, live from Studio Six yeah. B. When we get back right after this. to the hour live from studio 6b on a friday great show great week glad you've been with us hope you have a great weekend we'll be back of course on monday a couple things i want to get to cut one g i don't even have to set it up just play it roll it we will not have any tolerance oh. for people who are questioning someone's own personal decision to do what they want if people want to continue wearing masks they allow it to be continue wearing masks and i don't want any issues related to that and i want to be very clear on that we will not stand for any bullying 
or ostracization or harassment right, so of an individual just, or a business just, stop it. or anyone this, who chooses to wear a mask. I mean, I could spend the whole segment on those 35 words she just said. Think about this woman saying that she's not going to stand for separating people out. She's not going to stand for bullying. She's not going to stand for people not being comfortable in what they want to do. Are you kidding me? From her? Making their own personal decisions. I mean, are these people serious? Again, this is what I'm talking... These people can never be forgiven. You, this is what happened in Texas, in my opinion. And I'm shocked by it. The voters didn't put this up high enough uh, on their list of things they cared about or were willing to forgive or forget. I mean, these tyrannical, insane megalomaniacs, tyrants, can never be forgiven. She's flipped the switch now into, I'm not standing for bullying. I'm not standing for people making their own decisions. They're gonna, they have to be able to make their own decisions. They have to be comfortable in them, and we're not to question them if they still want to wear a mask. For a year and a half, she's done the exact opposite to people. You're not vaccinated. You, 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 it's not your decision to make. You're killing people. You're, you're not mm-hmm. being respectful to other people. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. What's crazy is that she didn't say the other side of the argument. You know, where if people still want to wear a mask, if people don't want to wear a mask, they, they shouldn't be ostracized. They shouldn't be this. If they don't want to be vaccinated, they shouldn't be this. Nope, it, was, it wasn't about that. It was about playing to the masking and playing to that side of the argument. Just unbelievable. That, that clip is unbelievable. Coming from her, of all people, who's the worst of the worst, child abuse has been number one on her agenda for as long as she could stretch it out for. And now she just doesn't have any other place to stretch it to. Where she, she tried, but she knows even her at this point, she can't. That's how much they're trying to take the off-ramp, or at least, the, as Daniel Horowitz calls it, the tunnel into darkness, to, so you could forget about them, which is what you shouldn't do. So, one more clip. Um, and you may not recognize this gentleman, because he hasn't been on TV all of a sudden for a long, long time, but his name is Anthony Fauci. And he was, um, well, he was, <laughs> well, let's just, once again, just take notice of the name of this show that he went on. Roll it, G. Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for making the time to join Woke AF. Um, thank you for taking the time to join Woke AF. That's the name of the show. Well, maybe he thought the AF stands for Anthony Fauci. Exactly. I was just he thinking probably, that. Yeah. You know, I, like, that's oh, a well, good <laughs> Just <laughs> thinking that. Woke Anthony Fauci. That's it. This is his show. It's, he just didn't know it was his show. Yeah, one more time, G, from the top. Let's introduce <laughs> Fauci on his own show here. Roll it. Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for making the time to join Woke AF. Um, (laughs) Over the uh, past couple of days, the past couple of weeks, we've seen a number of mitigation efforts um, being changed and a bunch of different guidelines being offered up by the CDC. Can you offer us um, some clarification as to why um, we are seeing these moves being made now by our governors with, you know, rolling back mask wearing indoors, rolling back the need to show vaccination cards, things that were actually used in order to kind of 
relieve our anxiety, find ways to uh, kind of normalize this very abnormal situation. Why are we making these shifts hmm. now? Well, there's good scientific reason to do that. You know, there are different phases of what we've gone through over the last couple of years, the like rather fulminant pandemic phase, which just, you know, a few months ago, we were dealing with almost a million cases a day, 900,000 cases a day. The hospitals <laughs> were we threatened the in polls, their capacity. The deaths were very high. Coming up. We've turned the corner at ah. least now with this Omicron variant. The Until Omicron November. variant was very challenging, oh, yes. much more transmissible than Delta, mm -hmm. a little bit less virulent in that bit. many people had already been vaccinated and or had gotten infected. But what we've seen over the last several weeks is a peak and then a very sharp, steady decline in cases, particularly in hospitalizations. And right now it's felt. <laughs> Let's do some sports and hear what that is at Slick Rick Sports on Getter and on Twitter and on true, soon to be true social, if not already. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, big day. Well, Jorge Masvidal's new contract with UFC pays him like a champion, agent says. This is from Mark Remonde of ESPN. <laughs> Las Vegas, Jorge uh, Masvidal has signed a new contract with the UFC just days before one of the biggest fights of Good. his long career. You should. Yep. Terms like of the him. deal were not disclosed, but Masvidal's co-agent, Mark Mulki Kawa of uh, First Round Management, announced yesterday on social media that Masvidal penned an extension that would make him one of the top five highest paid fighters on the UFC roster. Masvidal, who has been a pro fighter since 2003, 2003, Big D, yep. fights his former best friend and roommate, Colby yeah. Covington, in a heated grudge match oh. Saturday at UFC oh, 272 T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Bring it on, baby. Bring yeah. it on. What what a fight, Big D. In fact, I've been chatting with uh, Chubbs on Getter, and uh, he's, he's over in the Rocky Mountains, and he asked me, who do you like, Rick? And I'm leaning towards... Jorge, I think Jorge's going to pull it out. I Ooh, think, taking I, the I, underdog, huh? I Colby, know what Colby's, Colby's got the tough. reach and the pin, and, you know, that's He's what Chubbs tough. was saying. I don't know, Big D. I might have to roll with the dog. Okay. How much? A hundred bucks? Um, you get back 255. 200, you get back five, whatever that is, six. Let's go 500 because we're going 1,000 on the basketball game. Okay. So, you know, we'll get, so we're going to put 500. You want to lock that line in now? Or you want to wait till the. Yeah, you said plus 255, right? 255. Okay. All right. I got him. You heard it here, Big G. Big, big D, Big G. D, right. G's fine. Doesn't Hello. Matter. Let's go. There's going to be plenty. Hey, 6,000 Gs, so don't get on me there. All um, right. And just uh, real quick, NASCAR, we got a big one. Sunday, the Pennzoil 400, presented by Jiffy Lube, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Woo! Sin City's going to be rocking this weekend. And uh, we got that. That's coming off. That'll be at um, uh, yeah, four, uh, 6.30 p.m. Oh, it's a nice late one. on, And uh, so you want to catch that on FS1. And uh, don't forget, North Carolina at Duke. Hot Ticket, Big D. Cheapest seats, according to Vivid, $33,450. And prime courtside seats going for over 50 Gs to see Coach K's last game against their rivals, the North Carolina Tor Heels. Yeah. Definitely want to check that out. And uh, it's a rapid sports, Big D. All right, very good, Rick. Good luck this weekend. Anything else in news, uh, Delgado, you want to hit on? Yeah, real quick. Uh, just uh, introduce a new show called Corrupt AF. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would ask Dr. Fauci about this report coming out of the U.K. Department. Department of Health that seems to confirm that deaths are rising dramatically in the triple vaccinated population. 
Believe it or not, the UK Health Safety Agency publishes a weekly COVID-19 surveillance report, and their latest figures show that fully vaccinated people account for 9 out of 10 COVID deaths just mm-hmm. last month. Yes, and I had tri- that read from Clear, Real Clear Investigations did this a report on the same thing. Yeah, and triple vaccinated people account for four out of five deaths. It's it's disturbing, and he, we here at Corrupt AF would like to know <laughs> what Anthony Fauci thinks. All right, about. one last clip as we uh, Biden's um, Supreme Court nominee starts to go through the process. Oh, I want to remind you of somebody who, when um, Judge Janice Rogers-Brown was up. Um, and uh, But I have no intention to filibuster somebody. It depends on who the president sends. But I could see a circumstance. Mm-hmm. For example, if he set up Edith Jones, I can assure you that would be a very, very, very difficult fight. And she probably would be filibustered. What about what, Janice what, Rogers-Brown? Someone excuse else? Me, I'm, 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 I'm not, by the way, I misspoke. I misspoke. Oh. Janice Rogers-Brown is what I meant to say. Oh, okay. I misspoke. But, but, but wasn't, she, wasn't, she just, wasn't she just confirmed, though? How do you invoke the extraordinary oh, circumstances yes. clause of the agreement of the gang of 14 for somebody who's just been confirmed. Yeah. Because a circuit court of a judge is bound by stare decisis. They don't get to make new law. They have- Get out of here, you moron. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, everybody, on the show. We'll see you Monday night. Live from Studio 6B.